Welcome to this week's Open View podcast, where you can hear this week's news on the wheat, malting barley, oilseed rape and pulses markets, and also find out their latest prices. Starting with this week's wheat headlines, Ukraine's weekly grain export data shows a significant increase. Russian wheat production forecast increased to 91 million tonnes, along with 23-24 exports, and demand returns in the form of a GASC tender with the EU featuring. Since last week's report, Ukraine's weekly grain export data shows the pace has significantly increased, a reported 9% week-on-week as market participants carry on loading. Most would expect these figures to strengthen and or increase if Ukraine does commit to boosting volumes via a new humanitarian corridor along the heavily mentioned Danube route, which seems to be avoiding Putin's crosshairs recently. Some would argue the Russian president's head is still turned in another direction, declaring his innocence considering recent events, whilst demanding his old friend Prigozhin's loyal fighters declare their allegiance to Russia under oath. How tactics have changed with the times and five-storey windows no longer seem to be the method of choice. On the topic of Russia, local analysts are continuing to increase their forecast on the country's crop production. This week, ICAR raised grain forecast to a total of 140 million tonnes from 139. The figure included a 500k increase of wheat to 91 million tonnes, which also saw an increase in expected volumes of grain exported over the 23-24 season. A potential 64 million tonnes has been forecast in the most recent report, which includes 49.5 million tonnes of wheat, up from previous forecasts of 61 and 47.5 respectively. The production increase came as per last week's report on the back of perceived better yields in the Volga and Centra regions, which builds further pressure and awaited anticipation on September's USDA figures and the potential for USDA analysts to make revisions. This week has seen the return of global demand via tender activity from the Egyptian grain buyers GASC. A reported 240,000 tonnes of wheat was purchased, with the EU wheat finally featuring. 120,000 tonnes of French wheat traded, with the remainder being filled from Romania and, suggestively, Black Sea nations. Such demand is much needed for Europe execution and to see a potential boost in values as EU wheat export data slid further behind last season and the pace needed to meet the USDA's current 38.5 million tonnes figure. Expect revisions in Russian production and exports offset with EU declines in the coming week's report. At face value, EU exports are down 29% and even assuming substantial correction, the reality is made 10% down, which still remains a long way from the USDA's 10% increase, an annualised swing of some 7 million tonnes. Reverting to the above mentioning of Ukrainian grain export alternatives via the Danube River and neighbouring countries, there have been continued discussions and debates regarding the expansion of such routes, including the financing of floating transshipment infrastructure. A few months previous, we read reports which suggested the EU would subsidise such costs to ensure Ukrainian grain was able to travel into deficit EU nations. The current discussions have yielded mixed opinions, with limitations such as weather. For now, it's understood the process remains within the pre-funding stages, with any further hints of improving Black Sea logistics would dampen price ideas. 
On to malting barley, this week's headlines, export and domestic prices recover. Quality is still a concern and questions remain over maltster demand. Global barley production is the lowest in 10 years. On top of this lower supply, the availability of quality malting barley has dropped due to weather problems in several key regions. The last reports from Scandinavia suggest 15-20% to of the malting barley crop was still in the field and this would now be sent to the feed barley market. The crop has been a mixed bag, with average protein of 11.5%, 1.84% nitrogen, secondary growth, pre-germ and low yields. Sweden this year will be a deficit area, and Denmark could be down by as much as 50% exportable surplus. Harvesting in Scotland continues very slowly between the rain, and as much as 70% is still in the field. The Scottish maltster has already relaxed their specification, taking up to 1.75% nitrogen and max 15% skinning to try and recover as much of the crop as possible. There is still a long way to go, and the uncertainty of the final crop outcome in both these key malting barley growing areas will keep prices supported in the near term. The past week has seen the FOB market rebound by €10 and the domestic by £15 in the forward positions. Harvest trade is slow, as the discount for quick movement means anything that can be stored will be. Please consider that weathered malting barley doesn't store well unless it's conditioned and looked after in store, so moving it early will reduce the risk of intake problems later. Most spring barley has now been harvested across the south and east Anglia. The Midlands and Yorkshire still have plenty to cut and there have been quality issues around pre-germ and fusarium. Some of the later planted crops are holding up and are now only just fit, so this will help them maintain their quality. The following week looks like the weather will improve, so harvest can be completed. As reported over the past few weeks, the domestic malting barley trade is slow. The large carryover stocks brought from the good quality 2022 harvest are keeping harvest and pre-Christmas demand reduced. Global malt sales and demand are below expectations as consumers struggle with tough economic conditions. There are mixed reports with some UK domestic maltsters saying demand is good while others are finding demand slow. This very much depends on their customer base. The distilling and premium brewing brands are doing well, whereas the bigger global brewers are finding it challenging. And the oilseed rape headlines for the week. Matif rapeseed is up on the month. Concerns for the US soybean crop and Statistics Canada's canola production estimate. Matif rapeseed is up from the €440 where we started August, but seems to be stuck in the range of €460 to €475. Chicago soybeans reached a one-month high on Monday, and although they've been pulled back since, they're still on track for a big monthly gain. The market has been supported by strong export demand, and the continued concerns that the dry and hot weather in the US is damaging the crop in its key pod-setting stage. The most recent USDA crop condition report rated 58% of the soybean crop as good to excellent, down 1% from last week and above the average trade estimate of a 3% decline. There were mixed reactions to the results, with some predicting further cuts in coming weeks, whilst others think the crop may have weathered the heat better than expected. Canadian canola prices rallied through June and July on dry weather concerns as the lack of consistent rain meant that yields continued to be revised lower and the market worried about supply. 
There was a lot of attention on Statistics Canada's 2023-24 canola production estimate on Tuesday to see the extent of the damage. They estimate a 17.6 million tonne crop, which is down 6% on last year and the second smallest harvest in nine years. Although this figure was above average trade estimates of 17.4 million tonnes, it still confirms the tight supply and canola prices lifted in response. Finally, the grain and oilseed price indicator, starting with feed wheat for September at £175, November 180 Feed barley for September 157, November 162, and oil seed rate for September 358 to 363, and November 368 to 373. Thanks for listening. To find out more or to get our OpenView email, please speak to your regular OpenField contact or email us at communications at openfield.co.uk.